When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Buccaneers episodes one, two, and three are over, but we're just getting started. I'm unconvincing pregnancy padding Sarah Carradine, and with me is shoe and a cake Geneva Guadalupe. Hey, Geneva. Hey, Sarah. How are you? Long time no chat. Long time no chat. Uh, we covered Bridgerton every single episode, and we're back with more corsets than you can poke a stick at. I'd like to poke a stick at some of those corsets. <laughs> Completely fair. But I guess we got a twist too, because we got a lot of uh, Americans involved this time around. Yes, exactly. So we're recapping the Buccaneers week by week as the episodes drop. We'll do full spoilers, but just for the episodes uh, which have dropped, we have not looked ahead, or we have not read ahead, we have not wikipedia ahead. We're, we're trying to stay pure. <laughs> you can watch the series on Apple TV+. Plus. Subscribe to our feed so you don't miss a minute of our coverage. That's postshowrecaps.com slash Bridgerton or postshowrecaps.com slash Apple TV. And if you have a moment to rate and review, it makes a huge difference. 
So, Geneva, did you know of this novel, the last novel of Edith Wharton, unfinished at the time of her death in 1937? Did you Had you read it? Did you hear of it? Did you know of it? Did I hear of it? No. Was I aware of it? No. The only Buccaneers I was personally aware were the, like, the football team, the Tampa Bay <laughs> Buccaneers, because I'm originally from Florida, right? Right. So, but I was like, it doesn't seem like it's anything related to that or at all. So, um, <laughs> you know, no, I was not that familiar with it at all, to be quite honest. Um, but mm -hmm. how about you, Sarah? No, I'm not a, I'm not a Wharton girl. Uh, I, I'm sure I, I know her to be, you know, a, a giant of the, of the literary canon. And I've liked adaptations of her work before, but I, I can pretty firmly say I've never read one. So um, in 1993, Marion Mannering finished the novel uh, following Wharton's detailed outlook. A critical reception was harsh, apparently, uh -oh. so I believe. Um, and there's also been a previous television adaptation in 1995. I was alive in 1995, but I don't remember it. I was a baby, so. You were a baby. Uh, so that was for the BBC and it was criticised at the time for being too Hollywood. Uh-oh. Well, you know what was interesting is I kind of got, when I watched the trailer, I was honestly really unsure how I felt about it because yeah. it did kind of give me those vibes when I was initially just getting my first impression since I didn't know too much about it. Um, but I was like, I'm going to keep an open mind. You know, a trailer does not really give you the full scope of a show, um, especially, and the pilot usually never gives you a full scope of a show either. And I think you know, as you continue watching, I think you, especially in my experience watching the first three episodes, I feel like I really started to get even more and more engaged, especially as I started to learn the characters' names and mm -hmm. um, just really kind of engage with the story and the nuances within the friendship of the girls, as well as a lot of the different um, family dynamics and just even just, I guess, there are a variety of different tensions as it relates to, I guess, being, you know, American or Brits or even, you know, racial tensions as well. Um, so I think as I dived deeper into it, I started to kind of get a bit more engaged than I was initially when I watched the trailer. But I was curious to know, I guess, your initial maybe impression of the trailer. Uh, I thought, mm -hmm. what, what, what's this? You know, was it sort of Bridgerton light? Was it, frankly, bad? Uh, you know, we we said yes because we're those kind of girls. But <laughs> I thought, oh, what are we getting into? Uh, I think if you think of it as Bridgerton, you're going to be disappointed. hundred percent. Sort of changed my focus quite a lot. There were anachronisms in Bridgerton, but far more attention to the mores of the time. Far more attention to. How did people move, sit, eat, speak? In this, forget all that. Just forget it. They're wearing corsets, but other than that, they are not in the 1870s. <laughs> you know, they're in 2023 with us. So come for the corsets, but stay for the plot, I think. Yes, you know, I, I kind of, I think that as well, Sarah. I think that's why I was a little thrown off when I saw the trailer too, just because I was like, I'm not getting the proper, I think, maybe vibes and feelings that I should be 
but you know it still seems like it could be intriguing for the storyline but i feel like there's still so much more that probably needs to be fleshed out which i'm sure we will probably see within the next you know few episodes um but similarly i'm like i can't compare the show because they're different and they have different you know a plot and lines and premises even though they kind of have that similar feel um but you know i think that i was like okay i'm gonna be open and you know Mm -hmm. see what happens yes it's like switching uh, switching tracks and enjoying it for the enjoying of it uh i think Wharton heads are going to be disappointed and historical buffs are going to be outraged. Uh, I decided to just enjoy it for its ridiculousness, uh, the plot, the, the, the girls and the boys and the love and all of that. Um, you know, anachronisms like one aristocratic man saying to another, oh, you never knew how to tie a tie. No, none of you do. You have valets. None of you know how to tie a tie. But you have to say, well, it's about these two men, now men who grew up as boys and know each other, and the intimacy of doing someone else's tie or dealing with someone else's clothing. So, you know, you you, you fall to that. Very interesting that they dropped three at once. I think it was a great idea because I think, I mean, we would have kept going because we've undertaken to bring it to our people. Oh, yes. uh, but I think had I just been watching it casually episode one would not have done it for me so I think the three episodes is good because it feels like such a complete story that we say what's gonna happen now so we'll do our predictions at the end let's dive in these three episodes were written by Catherine Jackways and directed by Susanna White Uh, we're going to do headlines and then stop down and discuss each episode as we go sound good yes sounds like a plan fantastic so episode one is called american poison so i perked up when i heard that i thought oh here we go it's the 1870s and in new york the young ladies have rich fathers while in london the young men have titles but no money conchita clausen is marrying lord richard marable she's up the duff and while he is madly in love he wonders how such a wild and exotic creature will be accepted by his tight-laced family Feisty best friend, Nan St. George, is very busy. Not only is she Conchita's bridesmaid, she also has to persuade Richard to go through with the wedding while also having a meet-cute with Guy Thwart, despite swearing that she will never fall in love. Aha, don't do that in a romantic novel. Mm -hmm. What's going to happen? Lord Richard, his head spinning, invites not only Nan but all of Conchita's bridesmaids to London to be presented to Queen Victoria at the Deputant Ball. So we see this is a little later than the time of Bridgerton. Nan's sister, Ginny St. George, the blonde, the pretty one, and Lizzie and Mabel Elmsworth, the brunettes, and their mothers are all naturally super excited, especially at the mention of the Queen. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, in Cornwall, the Duke of Titangel looks soulfully out to sea as his mother instructs him to go to the dead ball and pick a future Mrs. Duke. He could not be less interested. Ha-ha, young man, what's going to happen to you? It's a romantic novel. Watch out. Hmm. The screeching American girls descend on Conchita's English home. Conchita is hugely preggers and her in-laws are hugely condescending, including Lord Rich's brother, Seadown, and sister, Honoria. I am Honoria in this story. 
At the ball, the girls troop down a huge staircase and hold up their numbers so the assembled eligible boys can stare at them. It's why it's called a staircase, in case you didn't know. Nan, scorning to be part of the cattle call, runs into her meet-cute guy. Meanwhile, Theo, that's the Duke of Tintangel to you, overhears Nan being forthright and pert and amusing and, of course, is instantly smitten. Ginny, furious that Nan is stealing her limelight, blurts out that their mother is not, in fact, Nan's mother. This is the secret that's going to drive these three episodes. Nan is the product of one of their father's flings, which used to be called, very unflatteringly, a by-blow. Unaware that the secret has been spilled, Mama St George sends Nan off with the governess for a tour of the countryside to give Ginny a chance to shine. Nan swims in full corset and attractive underthings on an unpatrolled beach in Cornwall, and I bet you can't guess whose castle overlooks the beach. Hmm. And that that someone is painting a landscape, looking for every inch an artist and not at all like a duke. Yes, it's Theo, Duke of Tintagel. <laughs> I never would have guessed. <clears throat> so get us started on this first episode. Well, first of all, this is very not probably what you're expecting my first thing to be, but I was not I, at first I was like, Nan, like, this is a very interesting name. And for me personally, I guess I've never thought about Annabelle, like an abbreviation being Nan. So that's just one thing I randomly wanted to comment on personally. Um, but yeah, I think it was quite um, an interesting start. I was getting a little concerned for Conchita personally, because I was like, ma'am is seriously super pregnant. And Lord Richard might not even show up to get married to her. So I just thought that that was clearly a mess. And I was like, I sure hope this man comes. But then, of course, he was about to say, like, here's this note. Give this to her, Nan. You know, I, I can't. And then Nan's like, are you crazy? And then, you know, it was quite quite an exchange. And, of course, an earring, of course, fell outside. And all this weird interaction between um, a mystery man that doesn't have a mm-hmm. name for quite some time. It's a guy like, called Guy. That was what was so funny to me. I was like, okay, I wonder what this guy's name is. And then only for them to name him Guy. What What did you think of this cast here, these young folk, uh, some American, some English, uh, good, bad, indifferent? Let's start with uh, Katrine Frosseth, Nan St. George. How did you find her? I actually, I think I grew to like Nan a lot. At first, I wasn't really sure what they were, I guess, maybe going for with the the casting, um, just in terms of maybe what were they trying to make her to be someone who was maybe, I don't know, desirable in the scheme of things or not. But, you know, we see that she kind of has two potential love interests that can come into play. So clearly she is getting the attention um, you know, of, of certain guys uh, mm-hmm. for being different and more unique and not necessarily focusing on, you know, love or titles or, uh, you know, certain prestige, especially which gets a painter's attention. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I found her very, uh, you know, interesting. I, I think my she only, is. I guess, I don't know. My, I think my only critique right now is I think 
just kind of getting a better sense and understanding of, I guess, what her identity means. And mm -hmm. I think, of course, she's, a, I think, distraught and upset that she's like, I don't know who I am because I don't know who my mother is in reality. And I don't know what that's like. Um, but I, I think, I feel like we're missing something. I don't know what it, I don't yeah. know how to describe it. There's but a dimension, there's a dimension somehow. Look, I thought she was fine to start with. I thought, oh, this is very surface. But I think they went the right way because she is going to have this switch where she learns that she doesn't know who she is and the horror of being a bastard, the horror of being born mm -hmm. out of wedlock and, and unacceptable. And there's also that family uh, mythology, which is Ginny's the pretty one, and I, so I, I guess I'm the smart one, uh, and the decision not to to be in love is, of course, you know, classic. So I'm waiting for another dimension, but I'm finding Kat uh, Christ I'm sorry, Christine, um, very uh, likable. Like I want to like her, and particularly as the episode and the the three episodes went on, I found that. Conchita Clausen is played by Alicia Bow, absolutely gorgeous, stunning, stunning, stunning. Could not be more 21st century if she tried. This is not a <laughs> this is not an 1870s face. But how did you? Which is why I say you've got to let all that go. How did exactly. you find Alicia? No, I found her refreshing. I found her fun. I think clearly, like you know, they tried to make it as if that she is different from everyone else, and mm -hmm. she is distinct, especially. From, you know, the people, the Brits especially. And I mean, for many reasons, not just, I guess, her personality, her being an American, but obviously there are racial dynamics there as well. But, I, you know, I, I I do like her. I think she's very, you know, fun, but that I think also um, as she is, I think, going through the motions and experiencing what marriage is like, I, you know, she kind of has these sorts of um, even has later on has a conversation with Nan about like, you know, I think realizing your expectations and not necessarily making them as high. But I think a lot of that also comes with some misunderstandings that happen and Conchita overhearing conversations that she yes. thinks she's hearing things. That but wonderful that aren't actually true. The, the overheard conversation. But had you stayed, you would have heard the end of what he said, which was, but I don't, that's what I should think, but I don't think that because I love her madly. So uh, I love that mistake and overhearing is always good. So I'm I'm very happy to watch Alicia and 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 more amused than otherwise about her very very contemporary face, look, voice, manner. That you know she is she was cast to be her and she is her. And I think again that sort of light, um, not hysterical. That's not the right word, but that sort of flamboyance and drinking and the life of the party, which could grate when we see that she has troubles. It really leavens that lightness and that frippery and we mm -hmm. see the real girl having to these are young girls I mean the actors oh, yeah. aren't but you know the characters are like 17 and 18 they're young right. girls and having to deal with with the the racism and the classism that she's going to find in England uh, tell me about the third of our sort of there are five girls but there are three sort of let's say the main girls Ginny St George this is Imogen Waterhouse the blonde the pretty one Ginny, Ginny, Ginny. Well, I mean, I'm what fine a with bitch. Oh, oh. <laughs> I was trying to be nice. I was gonna be like, I'm no. fine with Ginny, but I, I don't know. Like, I had just also thought about a conversation that um, 
that Ginny, I don't know, I think she's just really focused on herself, unfortunately, and not oh, yes. her friends and her sister, you know? Yes. Um, and so I, I think that's more where I'm not a huge fan of her personality. However, the actress is, is playing it very well. The actress and- is perfect because she's not holding back from, as you say, the self-centeredness, which is different from, from Conchita's. And while we see them presented as loving sisters, when she blurts out the secret, you think, oh, have you resented this girl all your life that you were supplanted, not only supplanted by a baby, it's harder, the oldest of two is a hard position to be in, but also that she's not really one of us. It's a, it's an awful, it's an ugly uh, thought that perhaps has been inside her because it certainly came out of her mouth pretty easily. So that I think is very interesting. And in that, I think Imogen, uh, this young actress, is playing this beautifully and her jealousy of the other girls and her desire to have attention and have position, which is going to lead her into what we suspect is a very difficult situation. And the other actor that I want to point out without saying more is, yes, Christina Hendricks is here, Mrs St George criminally underused in this episode uh, but I'm a huge Christina Hendricks fan we'll talk about the other actors as we go through let's move to episode two where there'll be just a bit more to say about the social interaction I think which is where I imagine this program really is going to reside in the America versus England the new money the old title, the classism, the racism, and so on that uh, are still contemporary things, right? Oh, yes. So episode two is called Women or Wives? Question mark. At Lord Richard's country estate, the American girls are running mad with champagne and lots of shouting. Honoria watches on palely. I love Honoria. She's my favourite. When Nan arrives to join them, Conchita is hurt and angry that Nan was not there for the birth of her baby, which she'd promised to be. Nan tries to tell her about the revelations of her own birth, but Conchita won't listen. Speaking of trying, Ginny tries to apologise to Nan, which goes slightly better. She instructs Nan to never tell anybody, and Nan reluctantly agrees this is a terrible thing to do to someone. This wild girls' weekend is interrupted by the arrival of various of the boys, including Lord Richard, his brother C. Down, and Guy. Ah, and perhaps Guy is the guy for Nan. We don't know. Ginny likes C. Down, but C. Down pursues Lizzie. And isn't it always the man who comes between friends? Meanwhile, Mabel and Honoria like the look of each other. And finally, we get some much-needed queerness going. They even kiss. Thank you very much. Honoria warns Mabel that Sidan is a bad egg, but it's too late, audience, because we already know it because he has sexually humiliated Lizzie, who hightails it back to New York, and then proposes to a delighted Ginny in front of everyone, and Ginny naturally accepts. So there you go, negging 1870s style. Nan and Guy have a romantic evening under the stars. He says London was over when you left. And so she tells him her secret. And Guy takes it perfectly with grace and doesn't care a bit about the fact that she's a bastard. JK, he turns away from her and flees into the night. The next morning, walking pensively in the garden, who should arrive but Theo? 
He proposes to Nan as the others, knowing who he is, which she doesn't, excitedly approach. He presses her to answer before she finds out who he really is. Geneva, he just wants to be loved for himself and not the title, you know? You know, that's the wishful thinking, I guess. Wishful (laughs) thinking. Who should be lurking in the bushes but Guy? He has returned, but, oh, no, too late. How did you find this kind of country idyll with uh, all these various goings on? Well, I guess one thing I'm I'm still very, very intrigued about is the scene where Guy got that engagement ring. And um Yes, talk talk more on that. Um, I guess I'm just I was wondering what the I guess the hidden meanings behind getting that ring and giving it potentially to Nan and what that would have meant and what that would be. So I guess that's a question of what we will see in the future episodes. But of course that was still you know, running around in my head, especially as the proposal did not happen. At least that proposal did not happen. Um, did you feel like we were waiting for it in this sort of uh, under the stars meeting between Guy and Nan before she tells him the secret? Do you feel that we were, we should have been expecting the proposal at that time? Well, you know, I don't know if maybe at that particular moment, I think it's definitely impossible because I feel like I guess maybe often in a lot of these stories, it's just like a couple interactions and then you have proposal and then, you know, people get married and that's it. So technically I think that could have been a possibility. However, it seemed like that was probably the moment, you know, in the daytime was probably the moment that he thought that he was going to do it. And I guess even after knowing all that information, he was still willing and ready, I guess, to propose. But then, you know, after he thought about it for a minute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but his bestie, you know, uh, kind of. As it turns out, his bestie swoops in. Yes, we have a scene of Guy with his father and they're looking through what are probably bills, you know, these days it would be, you know, last last chance to pay and overdue mm-hmm. and stamped all over them. And he asks his father, any luck at the bank? And then there's a shake of the head. And then there's the handing over of the ring. So I think you're right. And here's the push-pull because Guy, along with all these other lords who have no money but have huge estates and and, uh, and lifestyles to uphold, are sniffing around for the American money while their families look down on this uh, sort of déclassé Americans who don't fit in uh, and some of whom like the St. George's, are new money, so they're also looked down on uh, in New York. Uh, oh, yes, how we oppress each other. It's just, it, it's not it's not fun. No. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Yeah. So I guess that's definitely a drama, too, to even think about and consider, especially knowing now that Nan is technically not related in, in that sense, right? So and how that could potentially impact things however you know yeah i mean she's her father's daughter but she is born out of wedlock which exactly. is exactly big no very no controversial yes. yes so so i think that that could present a challenge too with you know of maybe if he were thinking that night before about a proposal what that would potentially be but i think maybe he was more like okay well i guess my feelings are strong enough that i, I mean i've met her three times so yeah you know. Exactly. You know, they've gone on some walks and I think that at this point it's very significant. So might as well. Yeah. I never mind the speed of courtships in, in romantic novels. It's like, get on with it. Like we, we don't, we don't need to linger. And you know what? We also only have eight episodes technically. So I think you might as well not, not waste time. And tell me about Ginny here. She likes Sea Down. Sea Down deliberately pursues Lizzie, asks Lizzie to dance, gives Lizzie attention, and then takes Lizzie off into a room and orders her to take her clothes off. It's just a dreadful scene. Did you think it was well done? Uh, I mean, I guess if, I mean, in the sense that it was probably you know decently uh acted and directed however of course i felt awful for lizzie um that she had to go through that and of course i think that within these episodes we were also kind of seeing that she wanted to warn 
um, you know, Jenny about what happened. Although, you know, I think the pushback was like, well, nothing happened, right? From, you know, from, from Jenny. But then, but Lizzie's like, well, yeah, nothing happened. However, yes. something big happened. I think you're absolutely right. This was this was to me why it worked so well is he orders her to take her clothes off and lie face down on the sofa and, you know, we're all very worried for her safety. And then he says, stay there, don't move. And then apparently hours later a butler, you know, a footman goes, valet comes in and says, oh, Lord, sit down, has gone to bed. Uh, you, can, you can go to bed now. The, this terrible humiliation. But what actually happened? And that makes Sidan very cruel. Uh, Ginny doesn't want to hear a word against him because Lizzie's obviously jealous that he now wants her. Yeah, and it's crazy because I feel like this whole time, you know, Lizzie was like, oh, you know, I, I'm sorry. And then Ginny's like, I don't want to talk about it or it's whatever. Mm. He's not going to choose, you know, it's it's not happening. He and then all of a sudden, whatever you're selling. Oh, yes. Ginny. So that's Ginny. why I'm like, Ginny, oh, I, I don't like that. That's no, like absolutely that. uncalled for. Um, and it's also like, aren't you guys friends? What, what What's going on here? You know? Or Yes. So that's kind of where I felt a little bit. I think the whole situation kind of felt sickening in a sense. Um, Do you but, think we were meant to feel that, though? I mean, we were meant to feel sickened by him. I think so. And I think, it, mm -hmm. you know, seeing that, I feel like that that parallel of that scene with, you know, Mabel and Honoria about, you know, Honoria talking about her brother. I think that, you know, seeing that parallel and then seeing what happened. And then the part that I think also made me feel uncomfortable while watching was when he was just like staring at her, he was sitting on the other side of the room, just like looking at her and she's just lying there. And I'm just like, you know, but I think, so I think in a sense, the show did, um, I guess, well, in the sense that it showed us that sort of uncomfortability, which also, of course, with everything that happened, ultimately led to Lizzie leaving. Because also, especially when you when you think about it, if if Jenny's not even going to listen to her, and then she feels uncomfortable in the space, I don't blame her for going back home because mm. the whole situation is awkward and uncomfortable, and her you know, her whole, I guess, self was violated. And I just, I, you know, it's just a tough, difficult situation. So ultimately, I feel for Lizzie. And I really actually liked Lizzie. But I, it's just kind of tough that she kind of had to deal with this from, you know, I think that sort of not only competitive and from Jenny, but also I think also just I think speaking up obviously would would have presented a huge challenge about saying what. Yeah, actually I mean, happened. we this this is a this is where you know you really understand the period. Although it happens now too, like it's very hard to talk about that stuff. And uh, you know, he is a titled young man, and nothing happened. So she went from this high of being the one that he chose between her and Ginny, to this humiliations so I'm really interested that's the last we see of her I'm uh so far in the in the three episodes I'm really interested to see uh because spoiler they're going to end up I'm assuming back in New York in episode four and uh by that time Ginny and Sidon will be married so there's proposals and marriages and carry on everywhere episode three is called the perfect duchess because remember Nan hasn't said yes yet she she's thinking about it she, she looked in shock. She looked shocked. She did meet Guy, but 
but Theo's on his knees and he's a duke. Very confusing times for a young girl. So we're at Tittagel Castle and there's going to be a huge ball and everyone's there except Lizzie who has gone home. Ginny and Sidan arrive. Guess what, Geneva? They eloped. They're already married. How could they do that? There was all this measuring that was happening in New York of all the cathedrals. How could they do that? Exactly. Exactly. I think that uh, uh, Lord Maribel, the elder, is quite pleased that the cost of a wedding is now no longer going to be uh, his coming out of his pocket. Conchita is glad that there's now another daughter-in-law for the stuffy Maribels to other and to disdain. But, oh, no, guess what? The blonde Ginny is immediately accepted. And I might add the blonde white Ginny is immediately accepted. Conchita tells Nan she now has a new plan, which is to be good and quiet and hope somehow to be accepted into the family. This broke my friggin' heart. Uh, how women are silenced, then as now. Nan has other things on her mind as she and Theo walk in the garden. Then they finger paint on each other and then they nearly kiss but they don't quite kiss and then they express their sexual frustration by galloping horses on the beach. And just like a bad penny, Guy turns up too and it turns out he and, and Theo are lifelong friends. Nan asks him privately why he fled the night she told him the secret and he says he was scared. Boo, guy, boo. What a lame excuse. Mm. At the ball, Nan is the centre of attention with everyone wondering if she will be the next Duchess of Tintagel. But she's not the centre of attention for long because Conchita, having had not enough screen time this episode for her liking, goes running out into the storm and rain towards a convenient treacherous cliff, which means everybody has to run out into the storm and the rain, and the only ones happy about it are Mabel and Honoria because they can now take the opportunity to make out in the rain while everyone else is distracted. Love it. The only the only non-problematic relationship we've seen so far. 100%. <laughs> Richard finds Conchita and tells her she's right about his family. He loves her. He wants her to be herself. So let's go to New York. Conchita's happy. Guy finds Nan and tells her that she will make a wonderful duchess. He gives his blessing, although why is it his to give? I'm not sure. He won't say anything to Theo about her secret. So at dawn, Nan and Theo run down to the beach where she says, yes, yes, please, a thousand times yes. I would very much like to marry you. And then they decide to go to New York. So everyone's doing it. Nan, glowing with infatuation and her newly engaged state, climbs into bed with Mabel, who is also glowing, but Nan doesn't ask why. Mabel unknowingly drops a bombshell by telling Nan that Guy did return the next morning to find her, but when he saw Theo on his knees, he knew he was too late. Nan stares off into the distance with a troubled look. Did she make a mistake? Did she episode three? Woo, that's where it's starting to get wilder, chaotic. Mm hmm. More, more drama, more, more tension in a variety of different ways. Um, yeah, I think this is where I'm starting to feel more. I think engaged with with the plot and what's happening. I'm curious to know what is going to happen next. How in the world will Nan? 
I think, process this information that she now has from Mabel about Guy being there. You know, he did return to find her, but she was busy getting proposed to, so she didn't notice, which is fine. It, it, it happens. Um, if she noticed, there's no story, Geneva. Exactly. You, you need <laughs> you need the story. You need the tension. You know, or yeah, we would have no plot. And um, but I think it'll be interesting to see what what sort of develops there. The one thing that I guess was interesting was when Conchita ran away, and Anne's like, oh well you know she does that whatever and I'm just like little do you know what happened man and why she ran away yeah maybe in some ways she runs away for attention but no she like was basically you know gaslit by this family that's telling her oh no like the fact that you would think that you know we're racially biased and you know are you know favoring Jenny over you is you know ridiculous like that would that would never happen and basically all we have to say to you Conchita is that you just have to mother your child and then be a wife but then what's crazy is they're not even letting her do that she hasn't barely even had time with her own child so I think it's you know it's a it's 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 difficult in that sense I mean I'm very I'm very glad that in that Conchita and you know, Richard had that conversation and things, I guess, are okay for now in terms of where they, where they are and where they're at. And, you know, her finding out, oh no, like, yeah, I want you to be all of these things. Richard basically says like, I, you know, I love you and all this sort of stuff. So yeah, of course there are these challenges, but I guess I do hope that um, moving forward, uh, Conchita is a little bit I, I understand where she wants to ensure that she's more desirable for her husband and all these other things. But I do hope that in time, potentially, there is a possibility where she can be a bit more open with him. But again, has she known him that long? No. You know, Maybe are there challenges? Five minutes, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, are there challenges that come, you know, with being with, with Lord Richard? Yes. Um, but I, you know, I, I, I hope for them and the sake of, of their marriage that, um, it'll continue to grow and blossom and that they can speak candidly with one another. I mean, I think it's very interesting because the very first scene is the rush around with the wedding and they think Lord Richard's not going to arrive. And then he does arrive and he pulls Nan aside and wants her to give Conchita a note saying, I'm sorry, I can't marry you, uh, for, for these very reasons that, that, that you know, she will not be okay in London. She will stand out. My family won't accept her. And Nan persuades him to go through with the wedding and he's excited for that. But he was absolutely right. His family is, I mean, aside Honoria, my favourite, they are absolutely expert in the fine art of putting someone down without appearing to be rude. And as you called it, gaslighting, I mean, an extraordinary episode for Conchita where she begins by saying she has a plan, she's going to be calm, she's going to be dutiful, maybe she'll be accepted. And in the end, she's facing a woman saying to her, us, racist? I think that says much more about you than it does about us. And it was absolutely heart-stopping and you think that hasn't changed either and again young girls 17 18 she may be a mother but her experience of life thus far has not 
has not enabled, you know, everyone loves Conchita. Everyone gives Conchita everything Conchita wants, but not her in-laws with whom she must live for the rest of her life as far as she's concerned. And then overhearing her husband saying these things without staying to overhear the bit where he doesn't actually think that at all. So, yes, I think you're right. I think part of it is she she likes the chaos. She likes the world. She likes if everything's a bit quiet, she'll open a bottle of champagne or dance on a table or uh, make people play a game of sardines. So there is that part of it. But there's also where does she go now and seeing so baldly how Ginny is has been completely accepted by them with no no uh, hesitation at all, where she thought, oh, she eloped, so they'll be cross with her. No, no, not at all. It, it was, you know, a very impulsive moment. But, of course, it brought them together in the pouring rain and he says he loves her and they're going to go to New York. So I think that worked very well. Now, Nan's journey through this episode from being the centre of attention at a ball, which I, we assume she never thought she would, how do you think she handled this, including the meeting with her future mother-in-law, potential future mother-in-law, where... They both seem cut from the same cloth. Did you get the feeling that we're supposed to think, oh, these two, the characters are, uh, their, their personalities are very similar. You know, they're bright. They are slightly witty, slightly cutting, very forthright. Did you see a sort of fellow feeling between the two of them where we've sort of expected the Dowager Duchess of Tintangel to be much more uh, oppressive? Yeah, you know, I think we did see that. I I actually kind of found their conversation uh, to be quite interesting. At first, she comes in and, you know, she's like, are, you know, are you, like, come, you know, are you, like, are you glad to be here? Are you terrified? You know, she's like, can I be both? Um, and then she tries to do some small talk, but then in reality, it's like, I don't really care. I'm probably never going to America anyway. Um, you barely know my son. But I recognize that, you know, he must be into you because he's never really brought anyone around here. So, um, yeah, I guess, you know, and then they talk about um, the blue dress, what she's wearing tonight. And then she talks about same the, color that, ball. the same color that the Dowager Duchess wore when, when she was a young 19. girl. Yes. Yes. Cornflower blue. It is. It's very attractive. And she yes. sends her a stonking great necklace and earrings, which I think, yeah, I think she, I think she's okay with you, Nan. She's sending you jewelry. I know, just to keep her Family head up, right, specifically. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, okay, that's a quite an interesting note. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I enjoyed it. I would say. How, how about yes. you? Yeah, I like this uh, actress very much. I don't know that we're going to see a lot of her, but I think her, you know, our first meeting with her is the disapproving mother who wants the Duke to go and choose a wife. But we come to see her more as uh, someone who understands, you know, her duties, but also who has her own individualism, I feel, and I think she sees that in Nance. I liked that. I like that not everything between the Americans and the, let's say, the older English people is a battle that sometimes it can be a sort of alliance uh, and I think that we see that here. 
And Nan says she doesn't care about the balls and the parties. She likes the landscape of Cornwall. She likes she likes that. What did you think of the finger painting each other's faces? Did you think that was sexy? I don't know. Am I missing something? Um, no, I didn't. Mm-hmm. I guess that first I was like, okay, she's she's dipping, you know, her finger in the thing, and then she's starting to, you know, a paint a blue squiggle. Maybe she thought it was a worm on on the canvas and then all of a sudden it's all you know and I was like okay there's always some I think some interesting painting trope in some of these types of I guess romantic stories whether it's I guess painting each other or throwing paint or fighting or something but I guess there wasn't this wasn't really much as fighting but there was that sort of I guess taking taking the paint off of you know the normal environment that Theo is used to and um and I guess it was it was something. I it was something. I I I don't think it worked because for a start, it's completely unrealistic that she would dip her finger into the paint to paint on a canvas. But at least they didn't do her with a paintbrush and him behind guiding her hand. So at least they didn't do that. Uh, yes, do remember. better, do better, everybody. Um, but certainly the galloping along the beach. Yeah, yeah, we got it. Thanks. Yeah, they're sexually frustrated. Yeah, yep, yeah, we got it. It it just it just was curious and. A moment that really jumped out to me is, un- I mean, it's all, un- look, Geneva, it's made up and it's all unrealistic and it's not even, you know, true to the period. You're but right. when it's you do fiction. something, yeah, it's a- but when you do something that nobody would do, that's when you go, mm, okay, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll let you have that one because other things they've done really well. As I say, leaving aside the anachronism, I think they have, they have done really well with the plot. Uh, as it came along. So for the three episodes, what are you thinking will happen next? Oh, that's a good question. Um, what do I think will happen next? Well, I'm intrigued to see, um, I guess it seems like we were talking about that people will be heading to New York. So I guess one of my questions will be, um, what what will things be like once they're back in New York? Will we see Lizzie? Um, what is, what is that dynamic going to be like now that, you know, Lizzie finds out that, um, Ginny eloped? Um, I'm also curious to know what things will be like with Nan and Theo. Will, um, is Guy going to keep this secret? Um, is Guy going to, even though Guy was like, oh, I won't tell anybody. Will there be a situation where maybe to potentially break things off between um, Theo and Nan, you might expose it. Uh, Maybe, I don't know. I think that could be a potential possibility, but again, I'm not sure. Um, You know, I think how, how I guess in this situation will Mabel and Honoria work? I'm not sure. Like in, in terms of the context is, I guess, would Mabel be going back to New York? Like, what is going to happen with that? Was this just, you know, a moment in time for this small period? Um, so it I think better more... not be, Geneva. <laughs> I, ho- I, ho- I hope not, because I feel like, honestly, I, I, I've been, I've been, I've been enjoying getting, especially getting to, like, I know you're a Honoria fan, but I, I think, I really like Mabel a lot. Yes, um, I like Mabel a lot as well. So I, I just want to know, I want to, I just want to see more of her and kind of get to know more about her and I guess in general. So it's more that I, I don't really know particularly 
what will happen for sure, but it's more that I have questions, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Yes, um, it makes how, complete sense. How about sense. you, Sarah? Well, I think that the first three episodes, great to drop the first three episodes at once. We got a big sweep and it was almost like a complete story. But then you think, gosh, there's so many threads dangling and you've you've mentioned them all. Obviously, the secret is going to be very telling. When will she tell Theo, which she must, or does Guy, or does, you know, what happens? Uh, what happens when Nan goes to Mama St George now no longer her mother how do they reconcile that relationship and I don't think you cast Christina Hendricks and just have the little that we've seen of her in these three episodes so I have high hopes for some wonderful mother-daughter but I am your mother but you're not my mother kind of relationships uh I I would like to see what happens with Seawood and Ginny I fear for Ginny uh she's been a little bee and very rude to both her sister and her friend Lizzie, uh, but I don't wish her the harm that I fear she is going to get at um, Seaward's hands. Sorry, Sea Down, mm-hmm. not Seaward, at Sea okay. Down's hands. These names. I know. I think, I think we did very well too. <laughs> Considering, I think we yes. did, but the audience doesn't know we were white knuckling those names as we went through. Uh, but I think I'm looking forward to them all getting back to New York. There's still the classism in New York we saw uh, before they left that the St George's were looked down on because they were new money. But then the more established New York families were impressed that they were invited to London to meet the Queen. So I think we're going to see some more of that. So it it, it certainly plot-wise it moved pretty fast. I'm happy for it to do that. We do lose a little character development. Mm-hmm. I'd love to know more about Mabel and Honoria. I, I think we're never going to. I think we're going to see them. They're going to be there. They're either going to be found out or they'll live a, a life of quiet, sapphic love. Uh, I hope the latter. I just I don't know that they're, that we're going to get more. If we do, great. I think that this is very plot-driven and <clears throat> we'll tune in to find out what happens next. So would you recommend this show, do you think, to people? Would I recommend the show to people? Well, I think if you're looking for something to watch that's within the general scope of the overarching genre, I would say, yeah, why not? I've actually seen a few of people that I follow on Twitter talk about how they've really enjoyed the show so far. And it's like a new thing that they want people to watch and engage with. And it looks like it's high on the, you know, the Apple um tv charts so it looks like people are really enjoying and engaging with the show so far i think if you're looking for you know the historical accuracies i you know again i haven't read the book so i can't really make that sort of distinction but my guess is it's probably not a a match of that so i think if you're watching more just for um quality acting and um you know an engaging plot with some interesting character dynamics I think that this is a show you could watch however I would also say that like you know if you're if you're looking to see like oh is this better than maybe something like a Bridgerton or a Queen Charlotte I don't know if I would necessarily say that yet but again it's still early you know my mind may change Um, but so far I think there are aspects that I am definitely enjoying how about you Sarah 
Yes, I would say it's not going to kill you to watch it. I think if you're, as I said at the beginning, if you're a big fan of, of Edith Wharton, whose work is very interior, and this is not interior, this is pretty much exterior, then don't. If you uh, are annoyed by historical anachronisms, don't watch it because there's there's nothing in there. However, if you like incredible costumes, I have to say the absolute standout star of the three episodes for me is the costuming. It's absolutely oh, yes. glorious. I just would wish that these young girls knew how to move in those dresses, but leave that aside. You know I'm a curmudgeon for that. But I would say in general watch it with a light eye and a forgiving heart and the story will sweep you along. It's nothing you haven't seen before, but it does what it sets out to do well. And I think, Geneva, both you and I had that shift that we had to do where we can't critique it for something that it's not trying to be. It's exactly. not Queen Charlotte. It's not the Gilded Age. It's not the great, but it is something different. It's basically contemporary girls, throw them in some corsets and put in some lords and ladies and then let everybody just have at it. Um so we've had a couple of kisses, which were very satisfactory, no bare asses, so we know it's not Bridgerton. Um, and we shall see what happens next when everybody gets back to New York and secrets will be exposed. It's another six episodes, so ooh, who knows? Another uh, Sorry, another five episodes. So listeners, let us know what you think in the Discord or on Twitter, you will get either of us and we'll give you our, our uh, Twitter handles in a little while. So consider being a post-show, oh, what's it called? What What's the network we're on? Consider becoming a post-show recaps patron. Get early access to podcasts as well as Patreon-exclusive podcasts. You can sign up at patreon.com slash recaps or postshowrecaps.com slash Patreon. Any level gets you access to the Discord and merch is available at higher levels. Of course, if you just want merch, head to the store, postshowrecaps.com slash store. Geneva, what have you got going on and where can the people find you? Um, you know, these days I've been doing a lot of tweeting about reality TV. I think, fortunately, I'm very happy that we've come to some agreements on the writers and actor strikes, but I also really have been enjoying the variety of different content that we have had. Um, you know, so I've been watching Golden Bachelor, Bachelor in Paradise, F-Boy Island, um, you know, Survivor, Amazing Race, literally all, I, I literally have a list of like 11 or 12 <laughs> reality shows that I'm watching right now. I'm also watching Found on NBC, which is also quite a great show if people uh, want something else that's different. Um, yeah, but you can follow me at Peace Love Jen on Twitter, where I'm tweeting about all the reality TV that I'm watching. And if any other podcasts come up, then you can definitely uh, see any of those updates there. How about you, Sarah? Well, people can follow me if they want to at Sarah Carradine on all the things here on Post Show Recaps. I'm covering a murder at the end of the world with Latonya Starks, very exciting, and the Artful Dodger with Brooklyn Z. So watch those and tune in to hear us bang on about them every Tuesday over on reality TV wrap ups on RHAP. Mari Forth and I bring you a true crime review 
on our show Crime Scene, that's S-E-E-N. And on Silent Podcasts, Annabelle Fiddler and I are just wrapping up our coverage of The Amazing Race, Australia, Celebrity Edition. Geneva, add it to your list. It's a okay. goodie. I will definitely <laughs> add it to my list in the holidays. And that's the yes. thing too. It's hard to keep up with all, also all the international versions. I'm watching The Traders Canada right now. But and that's also the thing. Oh, Love Island games. There's so there's see there's way too many shows on Sarah. But Brandy again. Again. I mean, I'll, I'll watch it, but I don't I don't think it'll be that exciting. They're not even living in the house, and they're just doing Ooh. Ooh. so it's like, what are we watching? What are, what are we here for? So everyone, watch Buccaneers episode four and send us your comments and questions. And for now, au revoir. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.